Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor dot fm recording platform super easy distributes our podcast to many many different platforms there's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer check out anchor.fm or download the free anchor app to get started Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm Jay. Tonight, you guys, Mr. Jay Randall is back. Back on the podcast. Sorry, sorry we missed you last week. I hope I didn't bore everybody with my rambling. But uh, I know. And you know, and everybody knows I'm like I'm the Vanna. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, how could you not want to look at this face like all the time, or at least for the duration of the podcast? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and to the to the the viewers and listeners, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good, man. Uh, yeah, it it was kind of funny. Uh, I know the other night I did a live stream for the uh, hundred sub giveaway on the YouTube channel. And a bunch of guys were giving me crap about not doing the Slide Dog podcast. I'm like, look, man, like, Paddle and Finn podcast is first. I'm trying to do three YouTube videos a week now. Like, it's what, insane. What else do you want from me? <laughs> but I think uh, I think I'm gonna try recording one tonight. So be on the lookout. It might be Whoa. out tomorrow or later in the week. But I told everybody it wasn't dead. I just, you know, if haven't had much to talk about over there because I've been using it all over here. So, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's where all the content is, man. Paddle right and Finn. Here yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> this is where you get it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, real quick, uh, this ties into our first subject. Um, we just did an intro to kayak fishing seminar down at Rocktown Adventures. I know I mentioned it on the lad, 
last pod, but uh, yesterday tried going out in the kayak. It was ridiculously cold. Was trying to move up in the KBF monthly challenge, and yeah, I didn't get any fish. But I went to the river and I was bouncing around the river, and I got to a spot and uh, I was actually on the phone with the Godfather, aka Scott, former co-host. And uh, this dude was waiting, and he comes walking by me. He's like, hey, man, you one of the paddle and fin dudes? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, man, I just saw one of your YouTube videos. You were down on St. Chris Lake down in Springfield. Good stuff, man. Keep it up. I was supposed to come to the seminar last night. I didn't make it, but uh, my buddy went. And uh, I was like, oh, cool. You know, we'll be doing more of them. So he uh, – just a shout out to that guy. I didn't get his name, and uh, but it was kind of weird. I was like, "Whoa, people recognize me!" <laughs> so, oh, dude, like yeah. you're, you're famous. You're, you, you know what though? You're like Rockford famous. Yeah, Rockford famous. Yeah, and I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's I don't know either. It's, I don't know it's either. Just something. But uh, shout out to that dude. He watches the YouTube videos and uh, listens to the pod. So. Yeah, it was cool running into him. And then, uh, yeah, we had some podcast. Uh, I think two guys listened to the podcast that were at the seminar, two or three. And then, um, yeah, a bunch of new guys wanting to get into the sport. I know uh, the one listener, he bought a Old Town Predator last year, hasn't put it to use yet. And, you know, was just kind of looking for some tips. Um, we had some older guys there. You know, no offense, not not knocking you for being older, but I think it was cool, man. Let's just say the demographic yeah. was quite vast. It was. Yeah, we had young, young guys all the way up to old retired yeah. guys, and it was super yeah. cool. Um, yep. And everybody said they took a lot away from it. I know um, we ran the GoPro. I forgot to start it right at the start, but uh, it it was shortly after we started. So I may try throwing that together and uh, putting it up on the YouTube. So, well, I, I meant to ask you, did the, did the audio come out pretty good on that? Yeah, it came out pretty decent except for a uh, shout out to the legend, AKA Rick down there mm-hmm. at Rocktown. He was helping a customer. So you can kind of hear some of his chitter chatter in the background oh, at the beginning. Rick. Yeah. I'll get, know, on, I'll get on the legend about that. Jeez. Barriers, Rick. <laughs> barriers but, but uh yeah no it was good man uh the the audio came out pretty decent um and i want to just say thanks to like the listeners because some of the topics we talked about was stuff um that some of you guys have asked us you know like we touched on um the rod aspect and uh, you know i gave a shout out to jeff Gruse for sending that uh question in and there was some other stuff too um, that were past listener feedback questions type deals. So, yeah, I mean, what what was your thoughts on it? How did, I know we were both like, "All right, let's do this." On the way there, and then yeah. we kind of started, and we were both kind of like, "Oh wow, like we we got some people here," <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew there'd be people there. It's like you know, it's funny. It's you know. It kind of reminded me of the days being back in the bands, and I, and I know I mentioned that to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, except this time I didn't really have the butterflies, but at the same time, like as soon as I started talking, I felt like I was like, like I told you, I was like, did I sound like a moron? Yeah. I'm like, 
I was like, I just really felt like I was really trying to push out sentences, and I'm like, dude. And then after, I'm like, just talk, man. Just yeah. talk. Yeah. Like just, just talk to him. Don't try. You know, I'm like, you're just trying to to be like, you know, so many things. And again, I think a lot of that had to do with uh, the fact that we had some elderly gentlemen in there. Sure. And you you want to sound smart, you yeah. Know? Right, right. So you don't want to sound like a dumbass. Yeah. So you don't want to be you like, know, you yeah, bro, yeah. this is the paddle you need, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, you know, you want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and I, I never really wanted to pass on good information. I didn't like I said. It, I'm just like anybody else, you know. If you're trying to make an impression, sure. you know, but also trying to be yourself, you know. Sometimes that line gets blurred, and sure. But I mean, like it's, I, I pushed through it, you know. And me and you started bouncing off each other pretty good. Um, there were a lot of good questions. Uh, you know, uh, I think there were a lot of good answers to that, of course. Uh, and I hope like everybody that was there, like really got something out of it. And from, you know, the, the after party, um, yeah. you know, it was, uh, yeah, the, the after event, yeah. uh, everybody was pretty cool and, and pretty, uh, you know, receptive to what we said and had additional follow-up questions, um, you know, which was great. You know, so I, I thank everybody, too. That was really cool. Thanks for letting me, you know, be a part of that. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, because I, I was, you know, I don't really have a problem, like, with public speaking, but it felt like I was a little bit out of my uh, comfort zone for a yeah. little bit, you know. Sure, but sure, as, sure. Soon as, we, as soon as we get rolling, though, everything was fine, you know. You know, it was, it was a good time. But, uh, yeah, and it was funny. We got, you know, I, 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 I love the interaction where they start laughing at me, too. Yeah. Like, I got to say, <laughs> I'm, I, I love the attention. So yeah. let's keep that up. So yeah. whenever I say something funny, definitely laugh. <laughs> and everything I say is funny. So you should be laughing all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, no, it was really cool. <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorite parts was just uh, the interaction, the, the questions guys were throwing out there and us being able to respond in a good fashion where they'd understand and they took concept yeah. to it. And I would say pretty much everybody I talked to afterwards because we had some pizza uh, and beers and sodas and whatever um after afterwards and you know we were interacting with everybody i had my boat set up guys were checking that out and um you know everybody said to me and i think you had the same response like thank you so much for doing this like it was super informative and things of that nature and there was even some guys that were experienced um, yeah, that, that took something away from it. Um, so when we do post that, maybe check that out on the YouTube because, you know, we might mention something that you don't think of. I know there's things all the time that, um, just me from watching other YouTubers, uh, other, uh, people, even Jay, you know, I learned something from him every now and then, you know, when we're out on it the water. Happens. Well, and I, I hope <laughs> the same thing for me, you know, and, that was the one thing I said during it was, you know, fishing is a never ending learning experience. You're always learning something new every time you're on the water, setting up your gear, you know, doing whatever. Um, so it was, it was kind of cool, but, uh, I know we got some, some folks that are going to be new to kayak fishing coming this season. Yep. So, which is cool, you know? And uh, we talked about doing maybe like a, a tournament type seminar too uh, for the guys that were interested in that because we did get a few questions about like online tournaments and live events and things like that. Um, 
Speaking of which, national championship was just this past weekend. Shout yeah. out to two former guests. Uh, Dusty Yacker uh, took 10th place, and Mr. Drew Gregory took second. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, he took he took a saucy 20 grand. Man. It, was, it was 20 plus because he got some bonus bucks out of that. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. You know what, though? Well, the, he, the, the guy that. I tell you, he real, is so experienced. Well, yeah, but the guy that took first uh, took over seventy. I think it was like seventy three thousand with all the bonus bucks because yep. first place paid yeah, fifty. But uh, it was cool. I was watching the awards ceremony. Uh, you were driving home. I think I texted you about yeah. Drew. But when they called Drew and the other guy up because they turned the tournament standings off and. Um, yeah, they usually do that. You know, Greg Blanchard took third. Shout out to Greg, man. Uh, I love his content. And uh, and then they called up the final two, and he said Ch- Chad Hoover made some comment about, like, you know, this short little guy from Jackson Kayaks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Drew came up, and uh, he handed the mic to both of them. And what I thought was interesting was uh, Drew, like, really broke down what he was doing. And he was in the blue sky, the 360 angler, and he said he was standing on top of the seat on the blue sky, sight fishing uh, fish on beds. And he said he found a, a stretch of this lake or whatever river, I guess the river ran through the lake, and he found a section where there was current, and there was these big cypress trees. And... um he was looking for trees that were bare clean on the back like no weeds or anything and that's where all the fish were if there was any kind of stuff hanging off that tree wasn't a fish there and he was said he didn't change his bait the whole time z-man chatter bait with a uh razor shad right that's what they are the razor shads the big eight inch ones uh, that well, the the ones like well the eight inch ones are the mags, I think, yeah. and then the, they're called swimmers if they're smaller than that. <clears throat> yeah, swimmers or razor shad or something yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah he I'm caught... sure there's another version out there too. I think the fluke yeah. is another name too. Gotcha. But <clears throat> uh, yeah, he said that's how he caught all his fish, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was huge, man. And shout out to the guy that won, Elsie. Um, I don't have too much information on him, but uh, I was thinking about reaching out to him, seeing if uh, we could maybe oh. get him on a pod. That would be cool. That would be, yeah, that would definitely be cool. And maybe an epic return of Drew Gregory. That's on your list to, to do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get, like, I'll get in touch with him. I did say congrats to him. Yeah. You know, he was, so I did on Facebook as well. Like, thanks. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's a good dude. You know, he's yeah. a busy, busy boy. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it was cool, man. Uh, I know there was a lot of big fish caught. I know Dusty caught a nine pounder. I saw he, I think he's posting it today uh, on Facebook. Um, I know uh, our good friend Rodney Hicks. He caught his PB down there. He had a little yeah. video and man, it's, if you guys don't uh, follow yeah. Rodney, he's got a YouTube channel too. I think it's Rodney Hicks Fishing or something. Uh, he's a good Chicago boy and, uh, yeah. Shout out to Rodney. He's a good dude. Yeah. He had me cracked. That video had me cracked up. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, was I, I didn't, I didn't expect him to yell at the end. Like, he's like, oh, I'm yeah. like, dude, 
Okay. Yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like an Iconelli freak out, you know? Yeah. Hey, but, it was all uh, like chill. He's like, I'm going to go for the intro and then I'm just going to erupt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, shout out to everybody that competed down there. I know there was some people from, uh, quite a few people from KBL, um, Susie Roloff, uh, Dusty Yacker, and David Brooke and Michael Watson and then Rodney fishes the Great Lakes which you're fishing and I think there was a couple other guys from Great Lakes down there as well so shout out to all those guys yeah yeah good job guys yeah yeah and uh I know um catch the catch team catchboard team they took third for the team event I forget who it was that took first and I think Jackson was up there too yeah, um, I sadly have not been paying that much of attention, but Slacker. full disclosure, I'm a little busy doing other stuff. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, trying to keep up, but I'm behind right now. That, that's kind of the big news in the kayak world, but uh, I was, uh, I, I shouldn't say I was surprised, but I was blown away by Greg Blanchard because he had just won one of the Hobie Bass Open events out in California two weeks ago and then takes third in the national championship so he's hot man he's a guy to watch out for yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no great job greg yeah no yeah. he's a he's a good great dude job. so your vids are your videos are cool they're, yeah. they're fun to watch i love them i love them <laughs> but uh yeah man so seminar went good uh made yes. some new friends Got some new listeners, yep. all that good stuff. So anybody that attended, shout out to you guys. Thanks for showing up. Um, if anybody's interested, we're going to have another one. We don't have the date yet, but we'll announce that. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. So Yes, sir. And then uh, why don't you give us an update? You've been, you've been struggling with the new trailer, getting ready for the season. Our, both of our first <laughs> tournaments are... A week soon. A week from Saturday for you, and a yep. week from Sunday for me. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that rooftop tent, like it's awesome, <laughs> but, but it's also come at a price. Yeah, it's uh, giving in you some a few instances, headaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite literally come at a price. Uh, so I've been having. My trailer currently is very top heavy. Um, and I kind of knew this would happen. So I am basically more tall than I am wide, um, but not in real life. But uh, so the trailer is like, you know, pretty tippy. It's a lightweight trailer, though. It's not like a standard boat trailer by any means. This is very, this is a, a sport utility right on trailer. It's a nice trailer. It, it, you know, when I had just have, the kayak on top, you know, if I have kayak on bottom, kayak on top, works great. Never had a problem. It's got like 4.8, you know, um, wide tires on an eight inch rim. They're like super small tires, uh, which most of them are kind of running on. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm pretty uh, top heavy right now. So I am currently redesigning the bottom portion to add some weight. And I may do some other alterations. And what I mean by that is um, I've already – so I needed a wider tire. 
I think was the biggest thing I really needed to make improvement on. Um, move, make, getting a larger axle on that trailer doesn't seem to be as easy as it is to maybe widen the stance. Uh, uh, mainly because of where the, uh, where the springs and everything connect. I'm not a welder by any means, so I kind of you know, looked at a lot of stuff, and I just, just saw that even though you're getting a wider axle, there seems to be like a uh, uh, a predetermined amount of hub uh, off the end of the uh, off the end of the, the axle um, that g- grows with the shaft, so to speak. So sure. even though you you're enlarging it, everything else is going <laughs> to the to the right and left. So you're not really solving the problem in the sense of the springs actually connecting because the springs have a little hole in them where a divot in the actual axle goes to um, basically make them stay. <clears throat> so that being said, <clears throat> I looked at axle options. Axles are like 180 bucks plus. Plus, like I said, I have to figure out how to properly move uh, the axle to where it works properly with the leaf spring. Um, on my trailer, I only have one leaf spring. Um, so it's uh, you know, like again, it's a very lightweight trailer. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I abandoned the whole axle thing. I mean, it's on the books, but I'm pricing out everything, trying to make see what would take the longest to, and all that. So what I came up with is getting wheel spacers, um, and getting like aluminum, uh, you know, T was it T ten sixty or something like that. Oh, that's great. I'm not, I don't even have the details in my brain right now, but <laughs> anyway, they're basically you know, DOT regulated, like they're, they're safe for the highway. Sure. They're not, you know, these aren't like uh, ATV spacers, which exist. Right. So that's another thing. If you look to do something like this, you got to pay attention to that. Um, so essentially, you know, again, it, I have eight inch rims. I didn't want to go. I, I, so going higher was a problem because it just makes it taller. So I wanted to really stay as low as I could. Sure. So I, I ended up, um, you know, using the spacers to be able to put a nine inch wide tire on there, which is like a motorcycle trailer type tire. Yeah. Tire, um, which is about 10, uh, 18 inches high. Sure. And my current tire is like 15 and a half to 16. Um, so I got a little bit of height that I needed and I had, I have a clearance issue, uh, f- from before, like we talked about, about getting the, the, uh, the trailer jacks, the stabilizer jacks to be able to have enough clearance because mine uh, will sit like this and then they actual you know they'll actually deploy like that so i couldn't do that um i I couldn't get the rotation to unlock them and lock them these tires will allow me to do that so i got that height i haven't installed anything yet it's going to happen this week but uh but basically i got two and a quarter spacers which pushed out the hub which allowed um, a seven inch deep rim, of course, that's in half at like 350, you know, or sure. three inches or 3.5 inches rather, uh, and fit onto the axle perfectly. So that's where I am now. And I have some other problems to deal with. I'm, I used to love trailer or, you know, trailer launching this boat or any of the boats that I trailered because it was just easier. Um, I could, you know, get it all set up and then just back it in the water, and then off I go. Uh, so now that seems like it's going to be thrown to the side because I think I have to lower my rod tubes too. Yeah. And 
I have to decide their positioning on the the trailer to do that because I want to put more weight over the tires, and plus the spacers and the new tires add weight. So, I mean, weight is being added where the axle isn't really suffering sure. from the weight. Sure. Um. So it's just more on the rotation. So you know, I'm just getting that all together and rethink. You know, just thinking about that. And, and like I was telling you, like you'll go out in your garage, you know, because I already know these problems exist. Um, and, and you'll like grab a beer and you stare yeah. at your trailer for like two hours, you yeah. know, and then you've got like the girlfriend or the wife coming out going, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you, you just like, are you like, you know, are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure some stuff out. <laughs> like I, like mentally I'm making a note of like where stuff is. And if I do this, what's going to affect this, you know, right? what do I got to move? And then I, I got a, a measuring tape. I must've measured right. the trailer like a, a thousand times already in every which way so uh but yeah there's some things on the books first thing is get the bigger tires on there and then figure out the rod tubes are definitely coming down and if that doesn't solve the problem well then i'm cutting the tiers another six to six let's just say six inches to 12 sure six 12 inches um get all tongue-tied but uh you know and maybe that will help solve it i know i gotta bring it down the engine, you know, the engineer that helped me design that pretty much told me, like, "Hey, if you put anything up here, you might have an issue." Well, yeah. it's happened. So, uh, but that's fine. You know, it, it's a custom job. It's like, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, ultimately, though, this is becoming a very expensive trailer, and I think by the end of it, yeah. I probably could have afforded a Tennessee trailer or something by now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. You know, it's a, but it is. Uh, I, it's, you know. I, I'm glad everyone likes it and stuff, uh, but it's it, it's it's a work in progress. You know, it's it's like a moving canvas, yeah. Like literally. <laughs> I know. I talked to you one night, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And you're like, "I'm sitting in my garage looking at my trailer. I've been out here for yeah. like two hours." Yep. I don't know, man. Yep. And then you like listed off all this stuff, and I'm like, "Yep." Uh, yep. I don't know what to tell you, Jay. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, yeah. No, it's cool, man. I know. Uh, I know. We mentioned after you had put that tent on and you had posted some pictures, it was like a hot topic. And now it's like, it seems like that's your going conversation on social right now, as everybody's yeah. like yeah. interested in what you're doing and how you're making it work. So that's super cool, you know. And uh, oh, I dig it, man. Everybody digs the DIY stuff, you know. Yeah. You know. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to put um, some effort into. <coughs> getting some video and stuff and maybe explaining what I'm doing too. So that way it, it kind of rehashes the whole thought process sure. because, you know, just in a nutshell, I've owned the trailer three years and it just came as a flat trailer. There was nothing out except round bars yeah. that are very similar to Yakima uh, round bars. But um, after that, I got the tiers connected and now that the rooftop sent this year and it's a like, you know, it's presented some challenges. So, I'm trying to make it safe because I already know that that thing will flip on the back of my truck the way it is right now. And I don't mind admitting that um, it's not safe for me or anybody else. It won't flip my truck, thank God. But still, I don't need that thing causing any damage to anybody. Like, I just, it scares me to drive right now. I know I have a problem to fix. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to figure it out, um, you know, and get this thing going to where it's safe. You know, that's what's important to me. But I also want it to look cool. You know, sure. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, <clears throat> you know, but it, 
it's, there's pros and cons to everything and you know I, I can't trailer launch anymore that's pretty much what it's come to and it is what it is i'll just use a cart no big deal you know it's like it you know sometimes you just gotta i don't know for the ultimate outcome you know you gotta go for the compromise and decide what's more important and safety is above all most important right now yeah so we're gonna go that route yeah <laughs> you know no, i uh I know uh, we fished together this past week, and that was one of the things we went down to uh, your little bass and gill club there. Um, and, you know, that was something you were interested in trying was just launching your trailer before you get to tournament day. And, yeah, I mean, that thing, that boat, man, it's just it's just big. And it, it is. And I think you even mentioned when we were on the water, you're like, man, this thing is huge. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you have so much room. It's but, like, uh, it's, you know. Yeah. And the way, that, the way those uprights are on your trailer, I think it just, it, it struggles just because once it hits the water, the back end lifts up and then it wants to, yeah. you know, move, uh, you know, one way or the other. And then it just gets up on that bar. I think you're going to, scratch up the side of your boat more if you if you launch it that way but well and the, the main thing is too is because the way that the big rig is designed you know it's 40 inches you know at the the bottom of the hole but it goes up to like 43 inches how do i know it's 43 inches at its widest point because that's the exact measurement of my tears the yep. width of my tears that can fit something in there now mind you i can get a hobie in there and because uh, Glenn's has been in there, um, you know, but I can get a Hobie in there. But the, I had no idea. That was actually one of my like one of my uh, uh, what's called reservations, too, about maybe which way I was going to go with a boat and all that. Because I'm like, man, I don't even know if this thing's going to fit. Sure. But I found out that it touches both sides at the widest point just for a little bit. But it creates. Uh, an issue for me to launch it. So let's just say if I had it 45 inch, you know, 44 inches wider, sure. or, or not wider, but 44 inches wide, it'd probably go fine to your point where it goes up. Like when you have a steep embankment off, yeah. off of a On the launch, yeah. It, yeah, it's like, you got to have that clearance yeah. with the Kusa FD. I didn't have that problem because there's enough room and you could really just slide that thing right off. Sure. Uh, the big rig's just too big. And I, it's just, it gets caught. You know, which is not it, it. It is what it is. You know, sure. I mean, it's not it's not difficult to pull it on and off. But if you're trying to trailer launch, it's not going to work sure. unless I kick it off like I did. <laughs> like using, I had to crawl on the trailer and yeah. push it off of my feet. Yeah, it, it's doable. I just still again, safety is first, man. It's like those. The big thing is, is I always wanted to keep the rod tubes out of the water. Yeah, and. That's the reason why they're up high, and it works great. I think if the axle was bigger or the whole base of the trailer would be bigger, um, but if I can't trailer launch it, then they're coming down. And sure. I, I, you know, I'm not going to do that because water will get in the tubes. Yeah. So I'm not going to be, you know, filling my tubes with water with reels in there and stuff. So right, right, right. So it is what it is. I mean, I'm not heartbroken over it. It's just one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I hear you, know? you man. But yeah, if there's anybody out there doing trailers, man, I, I, like do it up. We all want to see it. You know, people are really interested in these trailers and what you can do, do with them. Uh, I think you'd uh, you'd be surprised, man. And you could do whatever you want. Now, I was actually just talking to Matt Cunningham of Jackson. Uh, 
he's one of the customer service guys over there and he's a real good dude too i fished him a few times um he was asking me about the route tubes and you know what he should do what size this and that um you know and, and i i, I believe i kind of helped him with an idea that he's gonna go with and he doesn't trailer launch yeah. you know he just has a regular jet ski trailer that he turned repainted and redid uh, and he's looking to add a rod tube, and I think he's going to go with an eight inch actually underneath, like you know where that V is. Yeah, because he's got he's got straight bars going across. He's he can fit like an eight inch there, I think, and that's probably the best you should ever add to sure any trailer just because you can fit spinning rails in there. Then yeah, yeah, with yeah, I know uh, I'm going to be making some some changes here this week to. Uh mobile hq uh yep aka the paddle and fin trailer aka home away from home <laughs> but <laughs> uh yeah i'm taking that top bunk out just because it hasn't really been utilized and uh i'm gonna try to make like an insert so that way it makes the back bed bigger and the front one as well so hopefully i don't need that and then i'm gonna turn that into a cabinet and then i'm gonna do a a little DIY rod rack um, to to put all my rods. The rack would go on the ceiling, and I got an idea of like hinging it so that way, when I'm uh, wherever I need to be, I can take my rods out of the rack and just fold those pieces up to the ceiling, and then in transit have them down or just have them down and uh, you know. Um, you know it uh works sorry <laughs> i had a no, I, mean, I had a text come through it's business related so um but yeah so that but, way it, uh, but it, tell, but, it's out of the I way gonna, if, if, i was gonna say but tell me you weren't like in your garage just standing there with the door down like you know the back of the trailer and you're staring at the ceiling is going hmm. yeah yeah no well there's uh, a fan right there well, <laughs> it usually, like, I don't necessarily have to look at it. It's it's more of, like, I've been making these three-hour each-way drives down to Springfield lately to go fish. So it's, like, driving home or driving driving there. You know, I got plenty of time to think about plenty of things, you know? Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm, how am I going to make this work? So, um, But I got an idea because I used to have a... a the idea I have in mind, I used to have a rack like that uh, mounted in the ceiling of the garage in my old place, um, and it was above my Sylvan boat, so I would jump in the boat and throw rods up there in the rack and then take take the ones down because I had trolling rods, you know, my spinning rods, casting rods, and, you know, kids' poles. Um, if I was taking somebody out, I had extras, things like that, so... I could just kind of swap them out. So I I already got it planned out. Um, should work, but I'm going to do a, a, a new video on the whole trailer, um, you know, here maybe end of the week or something. Um, so kind of do a walkthrough on that. I know when I finished that trailer, that was like one of the most popular videos on our YouTube channel for a bit. I think the hot video now is uh, the way I rigged up my Garmin in the bonafide pod so but uh yeah i dig it man you know it's it's funny because i know so many people i show them your trailer i show them my trailer 
you know, because there's so many guys in the kayak fishing world, they just like sleep in the back of their cars and stuff yeah. at the launches. <clears throat> you know, not everybody can go and afford to spend, you know, a hundred plus dollars a night at a hotel, you know, yeah. and that just gets ridiculous. Whereas, uh, you know, I think I'm going down uh, Thursday before the tournament so I can pre fish. So I've got Thursday night. Friday night, Saturday night at the campground, and it cost me, I think it was 60 bucks, you know? So it's like half of a night staying in a yeah. hotel, you know? Plus, I can cook all my food, so I save mm -hmm. money there, things like that, you know? So, yeah, man, I'm digging it. I'll, I'll do a little, little walkthrough and uh, get that put up there, making a few changes, adding some more decals, things like that. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping to do something like that, too, I think, with because uh, me and Glenn are fishing the Great Lakes tournament together, um, yeah. and I just got a campsite and stuff, and I'm like, that'll be, like, the perfect, um, I guess, showcase of it to have, have it out. Um, and what I think I might be doing, too, is just leaving it there at the campsite. But we're going to sure. – I think I was gonna, just going to have a video, like maybe do a video with him, like a walkthrough uh, of just what it's like now. Um Sure. With all the all all the changes and stuff, you know, with yeah. their new, because you know the new shoes that it's gonna have are gonna make that thing look totally different. Oh, yeah. in my opinion, kind of cool. And I have gone through a lot of trouble to make these things fit, <laughs> you yeah. know, because I think the trailer needed it, and and two, I mean, it's just I I don't know. I just there's a little look factor in there. It looks cooler now. Yeah, I mean, I must. Yeah, yeah, but you know. It's I just cool. kind of, like I said, there's still more to do. It's, yeah. it's work progress, but there's a, there's but always yeah. more to do. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm telling you, you know, it's like, but I, you know, the, the sad thing is I'm losing losing the bike racks on it, but yeah. I've got the truck and I can just put bikes in the back of the truck. It's not a big deal. Right on, man. So right on. I'll just move past it and just get it done. So what else you got to do before before first tournament? You pretty much um, ready to go? Yeah, for the most part i think i'm gonna make a few lures um like i was talking to you i think i'm gonna try some new stuff out this this time around stuff that i'm not completely no i wouldn't say confident with it's just not a confidence bait for me sure um uh, you know throwing jigs um you know of course some of you throwing the chatters i mean i'm gonna power fish first because that's what i do yeah. you know and i'm gonna see i just gotta make sure not to be a knucklehead and, and stay with a pattern that's not working and change colors uh, which i've been really making the effort to do sure if any if anybody doesn't know it's like i don't i, I would never claim to be the best bass fisherman because i'm not uh i do love to catch bass though um i'm kind of like middle of the road i guess like i'm just dangerous enough to creep into the top 10 sure and knock people out but right you know and i've played I've, I've, you know I've, I've got some decent places here and there but the my biggest problem is, because of that is uh i, I don't change colors i just stay with confidence base i don't retie uh believe it or not, i just don't i'm just stubborn i don't know sure. i'm just going these are the ones that are gonna work i'm gonna bring them but i'm well, trying it's... to stay versatile you know and, and i'm bringing less rods too, yeah so it'll kind of force me to do that it's funny um so we had the whole conversation about jig fishing the other day because that's what i've been doing a lot of and um uh, i haven't really been power fishing much um at it's all too cold and 
and, and that yeah, that's part of it. I've thrown a spinner bait a little bit, slow rolling a spinner bait and a crank bait a little bit, but I'm like, man, I haven't I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, I haven't thrown a chatterbait yet. And the whole thing with Drew Gregory was like, dude, why haven't I been like rolling a chatterbait lately? Um so that's that's one thing on my mind, but um the video I put out Sunday, um, you know, is titled Making Adjustments and somebody had commented on it, um believe his name is uh it's midwest fishing and outdoors um uh, go check his channel out too uh he's up from milwaukee i think it is and uh you know he's like such a great point you made and there was you know we as fishermen just fail at changing it up and adapting to what's going on with the fish because you know the weekend prior when i was there it was a lot warmer sun was out um fish were up shallow uh, cold front blew in. We had a storm rolling in that night. I drove three hours home. It was like almost three and a half hours, three hours and 45 minutes home because of this rain and people just driving like idiots. But, um, you know, as my I started out my day, I like instantly went to what I was doing that weekend before, um, casting up shallow, this and that. Mm-hmm. And I did find a few fish up there um actually my biggest one of the day kind of came up shallow but uh i was in a different part of the lake it was cooling lake a little bit warmer over there water temp wise um but when i really started getting on some bites it was when i moved out deeper and uh had i adjusted earlier in the day i would have probably caught a lot more fish so I think that's just one thing, you know, guys, when you're out there on the water, you know, don't be afraid to make a change and try something new. I know at one point, the and one of the ways I kind of found it was, is I was fishing up shallow with my jig and wasn't really getting anything. And I'm like, I know these fish are here. It was a main point in the lake. You know, they haven't fully committed to moving up shallow to get ready to spawn. And I just like, cast it off the left side of my boat way out deep and uh started jigging it back and there was a ledge right there and i was throwing a football jig is what i've been using mostly and i'm jigging it up this ledge and i can feel rocks and it's a rocky ledge and you know this time of year fish are mainly feeding on crayfish like that's their main forage that big fish i the 18 and a quarter or 18 and a half that I caught the week prior, um, when I went on hooker, I saw a crayfish claw coming out of her throat. So, you know, and not only that, but you can tell when a fish is feeding on them because that upper lip is going to be like super red where it looks like it's bleeding. That's because it's, they're getting down there in the rocks, rubbing it on the rocks, sucking those crayfish out of there. So... Maybe that's too much information to give away, but <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, I mean, that, just something else now. <laughs> that, that, that's what we're here for, you know. But uh, and that's something I mentioned in in one of the videos is like I I, I want to talk more about some of my mode of thinking. I think you know I I take some pretty decent footage of fishing, but I don't like really break down like my thought process, and I think a lot more people grasp to that. So. Um, 
you know, the other thing I talked about in that video was uh, the effect of barometric pressure in fishing. You follow? You follow barometric pressure? Barometric, barometric. <laughs> barometric. Forget it. Uh, you know, yes and no, but it's probably more, more of a no. Um, I'm more of the, so, the the solar lunar. Are calendar. you a moon phase guy? I'm a moon phase guy, and but you know what? I can tell you this. Um, it's lied to me, so there's probably some truth to what you're saying. You know. See, I think the the moon phase definitely does have uh, an effect on fish for sure. Um, don't get me wrong on that. Um, however, I think the bear, in my opinion, um, you know, I'm not you know Mr. Fish Genius or anything, but in my experience, in my opinion, um, I think barometric pressure has a lot more effect than than moon phase as far as like feeding goes it would make sense yeah especially because like when rain's rolling in yeah yeah Yeah. so usually uh and that's one thing so i'll break it down so you got bluebirds sunny skies usually that's high pressure and that's when you're going to want to go to a finesse bite fish aren't going to want to eat as much um just because that pressure below the surface of the water is that much more um Whereas, uh, like when a storm rolls in, usually that's falling pressure right before the storm comes or right as it gets there, um, you'll have dropping pressure and that usually puts on a feeding frenzy. Um, when it's typically steady between, I think it's like 29 and a half to, or 29.8 to 30.4, um, that's usually, you know, throw whatever, find a pattern, and and they're going to eat. Um, but when when that pressure is dropping, like that day that I had my PB on the home lake, and it was me, you, and Scott out fishing, that was falling mm-hmm. pressure. It was overcast. Like, I mean, I don't know how many big fish I caught that day. I mean, it was it. I forget, man. It was like somewhere between like six and nine bass over 18 inches. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm killing it on pike. You're killing it on bass. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It was an active day that day for sure. I mean, there is a ton of literature out there about barometric pressure and the effects on fish while fishing. Um, but when you combine that with the lunar calendar, you can get some pretty gnarly days to match up you know so but uh i know a lot of guys that fish muskies and they're like oh lunar calendar it's you know got to get out there because it's you know full moon or whatever the heck it is i don't know i I don't know much about muskies but i know some guys that are like heavy into it i'm like you guys are nuts and then i'll see him the next day i'm like how'd it go yeah we didn't catch anything i'm like yeah good thing that moon phase paid off for you you know yeah but uh yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh, it it was some some of my thoughts, and uh, you know, the making of adjustments. I know I've been throwing some different colors and getting out of my realm. And uh, yeah, that day it was weird, man. I caught a fish on a jerk bait. I caught a crappie on a drop shot, and uh, the jig I've been throwing, I caught most of my fish on. So, but I did throw a variety of stuff. And at one point, like, 
I caught a fish on a jerk bait. I didn't get another one after fishing it for another 15, 20 minutes. I threw on a square bill. Didn't get anything else. Threw on a different color square bill, you know. So and see, and that, and that's like one of the hardest things because <laughs> you know how much I love crankbaits. Yeah. Like I want to throw a crankbait whenever yeah. I can, and yeah. they're just not bringing in the fish right now. No, it's still cold and definitely yeah. colder up by you. Well, I know it's <clears> supposed <throat> to appear. It's supposed to get like sixty this weekend, and then the following week is supposed to be you know pretty consistent sixties. So. Uh, I think with those two full weeks of warm weather, you know, it's like we we hit 60-plus a couple days, but then this past weekend, you know, I tried going fishing uh, Sunday, and it, I think the high was 40. And I went out, yeah. and I was like, this is just stupid. I can't even feel yeah. my hands right now. Like, wind's blowing. I have, like, no desire to be anywhere near that water yet yeah well it's like it's just so cold i'm not fishing an online tournament though for yeah, I yeah was a on monthly a, online tournament so. i was on a mission yeah i wanted to start yeah, the season out pressure <laughs> i wanted to start the season out strong and i mean i won't say it, it, it wasn't a strong start i ended up in sixth yeah because so i got knocked down to fifth and then a gentleman decided to post a hundred inches yesterday before it ended, which put him in first. He claims he claims he caught them all yesterday. Is he a Filipino Filipino ninja? I don't know. I've never met him. <laughs> I know you know him, but like I saw it this morning, and that was like the chat, and the KBL was like somebody sandbagged. And then somebody screenshot it and was like, hmm, you know. But I don't know. I just don't see pulling 100 inches when a cold front blows in and it's nasty out. But that's that's for a different time and subject. Mr. Keating, sandbagging. Yeah. No. Sandbagging. Congrats to him. him. Congrats to him. He, uh, he Pootie was in first the whole month. Patrick Pootie Tharp. That dude is a stick man um i've never met him i've just heard stories and i know people ah, and i've seen his standings yeah <laughs> uh, he's, he's he's you know i don't know he's, yeah. it's, it's like <laughs> you know love, love you pooty <laughs> but uh yeah he was in the lead all month with like 98 and a half inches or something and then last night 100 inches got posted so he got bumped down a second so. Yeah, he's got some choice places to hit too, man. Yeah, he's down in central Illinois by all those, you know, power plant lakes where the big fish are. You know? Yeah, he gets to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all of us regular people up here. Yeah. <clears throat> it's yeah. like it's a different world three hours south of here. Oh yeah. Me? Yeah. Well, that's why I've been taking that drive, man. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. I'm not gonna catch anything like that up here right now. Water temps are in like the mid mid to kind of high 40s you know yeah, down there water temps have been around 55 plus or minus three or four degrees yeah know? dude i was up in madison yesterday and there is definitely still ice out there i won't say it's solid all the way around but it, there's definitely quite a bit of ice out there still for them yeah 
It's like it's cold still up north. There, was there That's, ice on the lakes up there still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like you can go out there and ice fish anymore. Ooh, some of the bays and stuff. It, yeah, it's got chunks because up there by the Madison Chain. Yeah, because we were right there. Um, the river looks fine. It's just at the what I think it was Monona that I saw. Uh, that one had some pretty good chunks of ice on it still. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so glad it's not like that down here. Yeah, when I was up at Canoe Copia, uh, the river was pretty much open except for that little channel that goes back behind Rutabaga was still frozen. But there was, uh, I want to say there was a truck out on the ice on, uh, what is that, Mud Lake that's right north of Wabisa there. Uh, When was that? (laughs) That was Canoe Copia. That was uh, Uh, beginning beginning of March. Okay. Okay. Yeah, a couple weeks Still, ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you know. I mean, they man. were they were further away from the river channel, but yeah. yeah. I mean, still. Just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just well, so everybody's clear, I have no desire to drive my truck on any ice. <laughs> no. It just I I, I, just, I can't get over the thought. It's, just, it's I, I just don't want to lose the truck either. <laughs> you've never you've never been to Minnesota in the winter, have you? No, I have. It's just I have an ice fished up there but i know it to get solid i get it i get it i know the measurements i know it's just well, funny. like it just dumbfounds me every time i see that but there are a lot of people who screwed up this year and that that's the stuff that scares me yeah. even when yeah. it's the coldest and should be the safest right ice is never safe yeah. and it, sometimes you end up losing your truck yeah I, I didn't get up there this year i really wanted to but with all the fishing shows and stuff going on i i just I failed, man, and uh, but I remember the first time I went up there, and we were out on Malax, and there's like roads with signs plowed out on the ice, and yeah. like we're driving and driving and driving. I'm like, you know, shout out to Scott Purs. I'm like, where the heck are we going, dude? Like, I can't even see shore anymore. <laughs> like, oh, th- three so miles scary. out. We would go out to Three Mile Reef, three miles out. If you guys have, like, um, Navionics, go on Navionics, look at Mille Lacs, and look where Three Mile Reef is. It's out in the middle of nowhere. And I remember the one time I was up there, it was, like, negative 40, and the wind was gusting up to 40. And, dude, it looked like you were on the moon. I got video of it somewhere. I think it's on my Facebook page. But, yeah, it... It literally, you would think you were on the moon or something. It was, it was nuts. You couldn't it's, see anything. <laughs> did Scott, did Scott have his castle by then? Oh yeah, time? yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, staying out in the <laughs> like, ice shack. Yeah, it doesn't even. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to go I'll out there. Like, to, sure, I'll go. <laughs> well, the worst part is, is you know, when you got to go to the bathroom to, you know, pee, you know, you you, you got to go out there and that stuff, and you know. Go yeah. as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet. Because not only are your fingers going to get frostbite. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now. Hey, this is a family show. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, glad glad uh, old man winter is on his way out the door and uh, spring is here, man. Uh, About time. Yeah. Yeah. About time. I'm looking. Can't wait to get out there. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I'm yeah, uh, buddy. I'm heading down to Springfield again this weekend with uh, 
our man Jacob Ruff and uh, the Godfather might. He's going with too. He may go. He may go. I told him. So he's going to check the calendar. But he's getting excited because the place up on Delavan has already got some weeds sprouting up. He was. uh, He sent me a picture the other day when I was talking to him, and uh, yeah, he's he's getting excited. So I told him. It's funny he comes to that. It's like he's like, dude, check out this picture. What am I looking at? Weeds, man. (laughs) They're growing in the lake. Yeah. Well, he was like, do you think these are amazing, Scott? He's like, do you think these are weeds or algae? Was his question, and I'm like. I think it's got to be warmer for algae, but I'm like, I'm no yeah, biologist yeah. or whatever, you know, lakeologist, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But, Marine uh, biologist. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'm like, it's got to be weeds. So, but, uh, yeah, he's getting excited to get, get going up there. But, uh, I was like, yeah, man, me and Jacob are heading down if you want to come down. So he's like, I don't think I have anything going on Saturday. And if I do, I think the calendar just got cleared. <laughs> Dude, I would totally go, especially with the weather that's going to be. Made. Yeah. Yeah. I know Jacob texted me today and I think he said it's going to be like mid to high sixties. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good. It'll be good. Cause he's trying yeah. to get in the KBL event. Um, Cause I know there's a few guys that can't make it. So they're opening up those spots to the public. So if you guys are interested in fishing that event, um, they're going to open up registration on April 6th, which is, uh, this week. That would be Friday. I think today's the first, yeah, Saturday, my bad. So it's like Friday, just yeah, after Friday, Saturday, whatever, <laughs> you know, somewhere around there. So beginning yeah. of the weekend, <laughs> shout out to, shout out to Alan Weedmeyer for this fresh new kbl hat i'm wearing this evening so alan your t-shirt's on the way i slacked off sorry bro it'll be there i'm gonna go i'm gonna go check my mailbox and see if i got my hat too yeah if not shoot him a message and be like hey what's up yeah <laughs> so what's up yo he's like, holding my hat he's holding back your hat for his t-shirt yeah, yeah. yeah probably <laughs> it's okay it happens it's all good so <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, yeah, I'm stoked, man. Season's here. Yeah, I'm good, not. Man. I'm not going to see Richie this weekend. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go hang with some a paddle and fin listener. <laughs> Try banging some fish. Maybe there you go. On, maybe get on the water with the Godfather. So maybe teach you a couple things. He's gonna be Ned rigging the whole time. Watch. Who's that? <laughs> Olson. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, I don't blame them. Like, hey, <clears throat> things work everywhere. Yeah, that's one thing I haven't tried down there. I can tell you the crappie like the drop shot, man. Everywhere I've thrown a drop shot, I've just been catching huge slab crappies. I'm like, dude, like, where were you guys this winter when I was yeah. ice fishing? <laughs> like, yeah, you know? I could have been drop shot the whole winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know Turns what out to real do. minnows yeah. don't work. I know what to do <laughs> next winter now, so... But, uh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. You got anything else, my man? What do you no, think? I mean, I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, pound through that trailer, get that rolling, you know, get ready for this next tournament on a lake that I kind of know. Um, just try different things, you know. 
I'll have a report for that, you know. And it's kind of cool too because me and Glenn like work pretty good as a team out there. We'll bounce off each other, you know, and just try to make it better for the both of us if one of us is lacking. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know we're gonna but, try covering some. Uh, um, we're gonna try covering some water that I haven't explored yet this weekend. So that's kind of the plan. I uh, kind of explored the backup plan first, and uh, gotcha. which is good. So if I need to get away from the crowd, I know where to go and hide. So sweet. Yeah, so we're going to ex- explore some water closer to the launch this weekend, which is some should be a lot warmer water, so might be bed fishing. We'll see. But, yeah, should be it's good. Fun. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, you guys, um, with that being said, the normal recycle your plastics addresses in the show notes. Shout out to Hammered Lures for... Uh, donating some plastics to be given away out at uh, the seminar we had. Same with Krabby Bass Lures. Uh, Lysian Fishing donated a rod. And uh, Southern Lake Co. Check out Southern Lake Company on Instagram, Facebook. Their website's uh, southernlakecompany.com. They donated some Who Rags. And, um, yeah. YouTube videos Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday. Podcast for you new listeners is every Tuesday. If you get a question, comment, yeah. topic you want to talk about, email us, paddle, the letter N, fin, at gmail.com. Or on any of our social media, at paddle and fin. I think that is it. That's a wrap, you guys. Get out there. Get fishing. Hope they're big coming over the side of the boat. Till next time, guys. Tight lines. Smooth paddling. spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 
want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.